no, that's uh, he's been playing so good for us. He's, it's just not the goals; it's the little things. He's blocking shots, winning battles, um, you know, playing a team game, and and uh, uh, that's a guy that uh, you know, he comes in your lineup. He can play anywhere, and, and uh, he's got a chance in in the top uh, top six first line right now, and he's making the most of it. And you know, it's just not camping out in front of the net. It's knowing when to get there, knowing when to take that the goalie's eyes away, which he did in my uh, shot tonight. There's a great screen by him, but um, timing too, timing how to, to turn and and uh, and find the rebound, and uh, you know, it's just not camping. Out. It's, a, it's a skill that he obviously has, and um, but more than that too, I think he he's, uh, he's like I said, he's winning his battles. He's skating hard. He's taking D-man wide. He's protecting the puck. So uh, you know, he's been our best player as of late. Um, he's still young, so um, you know they obviously have a development path for him and stuff like that. But when he's on the fourth line, if he's on the first line, the best thing about him is that attitude doesn't change. He's a, he's a team first guy. That uh, he's humble. Um, and uh, he really just wants to win. So uh, that's the guys you want here in your locker room. And like I said, you're extremely happy for him that he's, uh, one, playing lots, and, and two, making the most of it. He had another strong game, you know, being around that net, power play too, you know. So it was, he's doing all the little things right, and that's uh, paying off for him, that's for sure. Well, that's Braden Shen and Craig Berube both talking about Jake Neighbors after last night's game. A 6-4 to four win for the Blues over the Buffalo Sabres. And Jake had quite a game, once again, playing on the top line with Robert Thomas and Pavel Butchnevich. The Blues skated to a 3-0 early lead, would surrender the lead in the second period, but immediately build it back and finish with a 6-4 victory over the Sabres, and in doing so have now gone 5-0 against the Eastern Conference. Jake playing on the top line with Pavel Butchnevich and Robert Thomas. He picked up his second multi-goal game in his last three games, and his nine goals now is the team lead. It was an all-around solid game in net for the Blues. Jordan Bennington, despite giving up four goals, made a couple of huge breakaway saves and finished the game with a total of 41 saves on the night. A lot to get to. Let's get you the highlights from last night's win. Saad shoots. He scores! Face-off win for Oscar Sundquist. Brandon Saad his fourth of the year beats Lukanen and the Blues take a 1-0 lead. 1-0-8 into the opening period. Snapped over from Krug to Shen. He shoots. He scores! Six seconds into the power play. Braden Shen with a wrister goes high glove on the goalie. And it's 2-0 Blues. 5-0-2 gone in the first period. Neighbors comes back to the near wing. Butch Navich keeps it in. Finds Neighbors. Good stick to the near side for Thomas. Now to Butch Navich. Up to the blue line to Letty. Slap shot in front. He scores! Neighbors! Right in front again. 3-0 Blues. 9-0-1 to go. Period number one. Reds over the line. Knocked away by Pareko. Alexandrov couldn't clear. Kyle Oposo to the near side. Up to the blue line. Sent down along the wing from Power, then to Krebs. Now a post so far side, one-timer oh, on and score! Darlene with a slap shot that found its way right along the ice and in. And the Sabres are on the board with 6.28 to go in the first. It's 3-1. Buffalo right off the draw, Joe. They've scored. And that one, one of those crazy face-off plays and just a quick spin by Benson put it in. Buffalo works it into the blue zone, over to the far point. Darlene with a shot, right on, rebound, they've tied it. Off of Peyton Krebs, it goes five-hole on Bennington. And a Buffalo Sabres heavy race to 3-0 lead to tie the game 3-3. The Blues come in, they shoot, they score! 
John, that was a needed goal with Hayes right on the doorstep. And the Blues make it a 4-3 game, 6.56 to play in the second period. Here's Cairo in for the Blues, to the middle of the ice, centers it, they shoot, they score! Shen, his second of the game, the Blues backed up by two, it's 5-3, 6.32 to play, second period, unbelievable. Chip off the glass by Falk, it's out of the zone, and then Butchnevich, he outstretches power, two on the goalie, the Blues shoot, they score! Butchnevich to Neighbors. Neighbors gets the goal, and the Blues up 6-3. 15-22 to play, third period. Off the far boards now, trying to come all the way through to Benson, looking for the tap-in. Bennington there with another save, and now it slides through and goes in. Looked like he had it locked down, but the referee skates behind and points in. The Sabres have made it 6-4 with 3.18 to go in the third. Dahlin's gonna go to dump it in. Blues to the far side from his own end. Long pass down, wide of the net it goes, and that'll do it. Bring out the Zamboni. St. Louis Blues beat the Buffalo Sabres six to four. And they're back to three games over 500 to head right back out on the road Saturday night. Let's check in with Blues assistant coach Steve Ott. Steve, congratulations on the win. So that game worked just like you guys drew it up today, huh? Well, this, the, the start <laughs> of the game was sure as how we drew it up. Um, obviously, didn't like um, them creeping back in the game, but uh, the resilience of the group there showed through at the end of the second, and uh, I thought we carried it through in the third. Steve, after the Buffalo Sabres tied it 3-3, three to three, Craig Brubing, you guys call a timeout. What do you remember about what was said at that timeout when it was locked up at three? Well, first of all, we quit making the simple plays up the wall and turning over some pucks and, uh, you know, closing out plays as well. So uh, we kind of let off the gas there and, you know, you get jacked in the net th that way. And uh, we had to kind of right the ship, calm things back down. And Chief had a, you know, great little speech there. What did the adjustments of Kevin Hayes to the left and Sundquist on that third line do for you guys tonight? Well, you know, they were solid. They, they played hard against, uh, you know, the other teams, one of the other team's top lines. And, you know, they, the line looked like it had instant chemistry. You know, Ruzi played a real hard game there, made a couple great plays in that one shift that they ended up scoring two and capitalizing. But the inside hockey, I thought they supported each other well, and uh, they were a really solid line for us. Well, we mentioned Jake Neighbors had a pretty big game. Let's check in with him from the locker room. Roller coaster game. It's not how we want to play, obviously. I mean, we're happy that we got the two points, and we'll kind of move on from it. But there's definitely areas of our game that we can clean up. And uh, just being harder and harder to play against, harder in our battles and stuff like that, I think. And um, just trying to piece together 60 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's nice personally. Anytime you have any personal success, it obviously feels good and, and boosts confidence. But, you know, it's still really early in the season. And, um, you know, I want to continue to build my game and, um, you know, play a good stretch of hockey for longer than just you know, whatever, it's been eight or nine games. So um, I think just continuing to build, continuing to develop, and, um, you know, obviously try and keep scoring goals, but uh, try and improve other assets in my game that, um, you know, I think can be better. It's important to have a net front presence, especially playing with those two guys. I think it opens up lanes for them, open up some space for them, and, uh, you know, creates havoc. So I think just continue to go there, and, you know, I'm not planning on changing it. Here's more from the Blues captain, Braden Shen. We're going out there and shooting ourselves in the foot and turning over pucks and, not playing hard enough, just not tonight, but in general in the second period, and that's something we have to change. Even, you know, 60 minutes, you can't be giving up 45 shots a night or lying on your goalie so much. So um, two points is, uh, uh, we'll definitely take it. It's a, it's, a, it's a tight league, but we got lots to clean up here and, and start, uh, you know, 
tilting the ice a little bit and, and taking over games. Yeah, you know, I guess we we, we uh, you know skated and um, you know we, we got going there a little bit, obviously in the second and um, you know, three guys I guess that try and make plays with each other and. Uh, Ruzi was skating tonight. He was making plays for us and, and uh, making things happen. And just by his legs, just by his legs, he, he turned the game around and and, uh, and and made it happen. All of a sudden, we're back up two goals. So um, that's the game breaker, you know, stuff he has in him. Um, and obviously, uh, the goals are going to come from. Yeah, you know, he's had chances. He hit the post last game. Um, so uh, that's a guy. Once he gets one here, it's just going to uh, you know, start piling him in. So. Um, great game uh, by him tonight, and, and like I said, that's something to, to build it off as a line, but uh, as a team in general, I think we, we have more to give. And Craig Berube, the Blues head coach, highlighted some of the games and teams' inconsistency throughout that game last night. We went out in the first period, I thought we did a good job, got the lead and played pretty good. Second period, we just kind of weren't available for pucks. We didn't move the puck. When we did, we didn't put it on the tape. We put it, you know, to the other team and just... That's all self-inflicted wounds. Well, it was more than Jake Neighbors. It was special teams and more, and we break down the game with Joe Vitale. You know, you picked up points, and, and there were some steps. I, I know at times that Buffalo really dominated you. Certainly looking at the shots, I think it was a pretty good indication of how the majority of the game went. There's going to be a lot of things to correct here for this coaching staff as they head on this next road trip to Arizona and the Vegas for the Golden Knights matchup. But I will say, you have to look at positives as well. You have to look at what area of the game here tonight needed to be corrected and how was it corrected and that's where you have to move forward with and to me that one was the start you know we've seen this team a bit slow on starts right we, we've seen them where we've allowed the wave to come at you that minnesota game you allow that first goal you really can't come back into a game starts are so important because this is a hockey team that's undefeated when they score first i mean that goes to show you a quarter way through the season not only starting fast but getting the first goal. Well, they did the first goal, the second goal, and the third goal. We heard Steve Ott talk about it. Those first three goals, that first 10 minutes of the game, that's how they want to play. They want to play on their toes, and they want to push everyone back. Unfortunately, they took the foot off the gas there a little bit, allowed Buffalo to come back in the game, but what a timeout by Craig Berube there to settle things down after it was tied 3-3. Three to three. The Braden Shen line goes right out there, scores back-to-back -back goals in the same shift, and the Blues really never look back after that point with some big saves there for Jordan Bennington in the mix. Uh, special teams, a good night for the Blues in that battle. Three for three on the penalty kill, and they are now 22 for 24 over their last 10 games. That's really been pretty solid all season long, but they got that necessary power play goal as well, and that's what gave them the eventual 2-0 lead. Exactly. I mean, listen, the penalty kill, you expect that. That's their job. That's what they should do. I mean, with names like Oscar Sundquist and Braden Shen, Robert Thomas, Bruce James, plenty of bodies to get good kills. Marco Scandell and Colton Pareko, two big bodies on both units, plenty of space to take away, great sticks all over. So this is a kill that continues to impress, but it's what we expected. The power play that has struggled, especially on home ice. Jake Neighbors got the first one a couple games ago on this home sheet, but then Braden Shen gets the Blues on the board. That was a big goal. You got the Brandon Sod five-on-five goal. That just happened. Now you draw a penalty. How many times in the broadcast throughout the year do we talk about a great opportunity to extend the lead, yep. give yourself a little bit of a cushion, and that's exactly what they did right there. Hot off the faceoff, great win by Robert Thomas. Slide it up to Krug. Krug over to Shen. But really it was it was Jake Neighbor's goal at the end of the day because he was right in front of Lukanen. Lukanen's eyes, all, they, all he saw was number 63 in the back of Jake Neighbor's jersey. That was half the battle, and then, of course, the other one was Braden Shen on the flanker position. Doesn't look past, goes right at the net, picks the corner far side just over the glove of Lukanen for a great 2-0 lead, and that's what a power play can do for you. 
Jake Neighbors, and we talk about uh, young players getting an opportunity. In this case, for example, it might have been Nikita Alexandrov going in because Verona's a healthy scratch. And then making sure that when you're given an opportunity, you do something with it. Starting on a third and fourth line role, getting moved up to the second line, now a few games getting moved to the top line. He hasn't disappointed and has earned every inch of the rope he's been given. Power play time now, penalty kill time now, and he's doing exactly what you would like to see a young player do. Well, in curves to you and me, for a fact, I know this, it's not a surprise because we've seen this young man a few years ago come in. There was something just very special about the attitude and the disposition of Jake Neighbors, not only on the ice, but especially off the ice. You know, the way he carried himself. I watched him closely as he followed players like Ryan O'Reilly and Braden Shen constantly on the ice before practice after practice he was a learner and, and he just wanted to impress he wanted to impress his team he wanted to impress the coach and he just got a wonderful attitude off the ice now you take it to on the ice his work ethic is so contagious and infectious uh, the way he plays on his toes the way he finishes every check he has earned everything he has been given up to this point over the last two weeks you see him with the top line now it wasn't given it was earned he spent the first couple of years really developing what that bottom six role looks like i think this year for about six or seven games right off the hop you saw a great third fourth line power winger he was hard on the forecheck he got the play to stop on the forecheck he got to the front of the net now he's on the top unit in the front of the net for the power play uh, craig baruby just could not deny him anymore because of the work ethic and we always knew he had the skill set he had that all the way back from his five years playing in the whl for the edmonton oil king so you knew he could score it was really just about how much time, how much patience you need to have with them to continue to give them that bottom six role. And once there was an opportunity and someone fell off, like we saw with some players on that top line, give Jake an opportunity, and you have to give him a lot of credit because what did he do with it? He took full advantage of the opportunity given, and he continues to stay hot. Him and Robert Thomas are riding a heat wave right now. One thing that's also very clear after 22 games with the, the the system of play that the Blues are working on developing you know, from their own end out, they are going to give up shots on goal. They gave up a lot today. Kind of an unusual one. You're talking about a goaltender that allowed four goals but made 41 saves in the game. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and two massive breakaway saves in the second period. Yeah, that, that's a good point there, Curbs. I think it was maybe a 3-3 or maybe a 4-3 yeah. game at the time when he made both those breakaway saves. Uh, so uh, he made some great saves. He got a little bit fortunate, too, as the Buffalo Sabres in that second period ended up missing a couple back doors. You know, but this is a really hard one for me to break down for Jordan Bennington because, you know, like you mentioned, you do you do allow you do allow the three goals, but at the same time, you know, it's one of those wacky things where, you know, backdoor saves, glove saves, blocker saves, the one at the very end clipped his cage and then hit the crossbar. Uh, he, he made some phenomenal stops, and, and those two breakaways really stand out. So I think he's going to be happy with this one. You know, we talked to him after the Minnesota game, and he was just so bummed out. And a lot of players would have thought, why was he so bummed out? You know, he, he played a great game. He kept his team in it all the way to the very end. But this guy wants to win. Like, he, yep. he just wants to win. At the end of the day, he doesn't care about stats. He doesn't care about the goals against. He doesn't care about the shots. He wants to go in that locker room, and he wants to celebrate victories because that's what he's all about. And he didn't do it the other night in Minnesota, even though he played a terrific game in that one. Uh, this one, he had a couple softies go between his legs. I think uh, he'd be the first to give you a reason why on those. But uh, not his best, not his worst. But at the end of the day, he was a goaltender that got you two points. 
You would consider Grant Fuhr to be one of the greatest goaltenders of all time, right? I would. I would. His career goals against average was 3.38. Yeah, he let a lot of goals. The reason I say that is just sometimes with the West system play of a team, with the era that you're playing and whatever it may be, it's just about making the last save and yeah. giving your team a chance to win. And for the most part, throughout Jordan Cairo's entire career, he's given his team a chance to win, even sometimes in those high-scoring ones. All right, what do you have for the Bud Light three stars of the game in your work boots? Tonight, Kevin Hayes, number three. Jake Niebuhr's number two. Your captain, Braden Shen, number one. And Jordan Bennington, for the reasons we just laid out, he gets the work boots here tonight. He has been terrific over these last three games. Uh, going back to that Chicago game, great bounce back. He was maybe one of the best games of the year in Minnesota. Unfortunately, the Blues dropped two points there, but a great bounce back game here for, not, for him here tonight and the St. Louis Blues team. Tim Woodburn is a veteran hockey broadcaster of 13 seasons. He's covered major and minor league sports for over 30 years. He weighs in on the fun and enterprise center last night. Hey, Chris, what a fun game for the St. Louis Blues fans to watch tonight. 20 shots on goal and six went in. Wow. 20 shots on goal, six went in. That's an amazing number. And Jordan Bennington was a stud tonight. He was, he is absolutely matured into an elite goaltender in the National Hockey League. I don't care if he gave up four goals. Buffalo had, what, 45 shots on goal? That's an amazing number. For curbside reaction, this is Tim Woodburn. All right, Tim, thank you very much. Hey, time now for my key takeaways of the game, and two big ones jump off the page. First off, let's look at Kevin Hayes. He was moved from a center position to the left wing, a spot that he played most of last season with the Philadelphia Flyers and still had a 50-point season. That move, along with Braden Shen and Jordan Cairo, formed a really solid line that was good on both ends of the ice for the St. Louis Blues. One advantage to that line is it puts two strong centermen on that line. But the other thing it does is give Braden Shen another very 200-foot conscientious player. And that's what Kevin Hayes is. He's a player that we saw a little bit here in this division when he was with the Winnipeg Jets, but he has spent primarily most of his career in the Eastern Conference. Now when you get a chance to watch Kevin Hayes play every game for the first 22 games of the season, you realize just how good he is on the defensive side of the puck. That doesn't just mean in his own zone. That means the ability to get the puck back when he's in the offensive zone. And he brought that spectacular element to that line last night. And that line of Hayes, Shen, and Cairo really had a solid game. And the other key takeaway from last night's game is a little discussion on Jordan Cairo. He picked up two points on two terrific assists. He was working in both ends of the ice. He had a couple of huge back checks, including one that's stripping Rasmus Dahlin of the puck. And Craig Berube, after the game, talked about Jordan Cairo and the effort, the skating, and the difference maker that he can be. And that is exactly what the St. Louis Blues need Jordan Cairo to be. They need him to be a difference maker. And for him to be a difference maker, he has to put consistent games through a 7 out of 8, a 9 out of 11, a 17 out of 19 type of stretch. And I'm talking games played, not points, on games like he had last night. He's going to get his offense when he plays the game the right way, as the coaches like to say. But Jordan Cairo showed last night how he can be a difference maker in all three zones. And that's the consistency that they're looking for to become more of a regular part of his game. He's on a good line with Braden Shen and Kevin Hayes. But Jordan Cairo showed you last night exactly how impactful he could be. Again, it was a good win for the Blues. The St. Louis Blues are now 12-9-1 on the season. They own the top wild card spot in the Western Conference. 
one point ahead of the Arizona Coyotes, two points ahead of Calgary, and three ahead of Nashville and Seattle. The Blues have 25 points. Nashville and Seattle have 22. Now, the victory also moves the Blues to within one point of Winnipeg, who sits in third place in the Central Division. So the Blues just one point out of one of those guaranteed playoff spots and just four points out of second place, which is owned by the Dallas Stars. Big matchups coming up on the weekend for you. The Blues will head to Arizona. They'll play their fourth and final game of the season against the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday night at the Mullet in Tempe, Arizona. That'll be the final regular season meeting between those two teams. And again, Arizona just one point behind the Blues in the standings. And then they head to Vegas, take on Las Vegas on Monday night in Vegas, next Wednesday night back home against the Vegas Golden Knights at Enterprise Center. Thanks for tuning in to Curbside Reaction, your next day post-game podcast. We appreciate you picking it up every single morning after the St. Louis Blues play. It features everything you need to know about the Blues game the night before. Again, we're back at it on Saturday night against the Arizona Coyotes. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Chris Kerber. Have a great day, and we will see you at the rink.